When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for Ooh. burritos, buddies, and beers. RK out twerking again? Twerking again. Man. Twerking all week until he meets up with you in Vegas to twerk it up some more. And my guy, Andre Simone, you Citizen. hear his voice. He's here. What's up, man? How are you? Doing great. Just came off a great uh, Broncos podcast with you. Thank you for filling in. I'm excited for this show. Seems like you lined up some good stuff. I'm interested to see how the chat treats you today. (laughs) It's all glorious, man. Um, It is glorious. Let's just get right into it, man. Because another coach, another, has decided to take aim at Coach Prime in Colorado and what's gone on here, the latest Brent Venables yep. from Oklahoma yep. had some words Friday at Big 12 Media Day. He said, I gave guys 12 months of grace. I was unlike Dion. I gave guys 12 months of grace to figure it out. When I got here 18 months ago, we weren't going to class like we needed to. We weren't living right off the field like we needed to. It was a culture change and resetting of a standard um, if you go 0-3 for 12 months, you need a fresh start. So we have 21 guys that will find a fresh start, assuming talking about starters. Uh, we rebooted. We have 63 newcomers. We have made ourselves better. That's the competitive depth I am talking about. All of our returnees have more experience. They're better fundamentally. They're going to get they're going to be better anticipators and play more aggressively and physically. Uh, we lost five games that came down to the last couple of minutes. We were a fatigued team. We're in a much different place as a team now. I feel really good. These guys are hungry to be better. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. You know, let's so let's talk about a few other things he was different from Coach Prime in. Um, because holy cow, is that an insane quote? <laughs> A man who's living in his own reality. Mm -hmm. Because the thing that Venables is most unlike Coach Prime is in the situations they entered. Venables inherits a perennial playoff team and Power 5 conference contender. A squad that's just produced back-to-back first overall picks. Back-to-back Heismans multiple uh you know playoff appearances he's taking over from the brightest mind the guy who's seen as the next great coach in college football in lincoln riley and you know a team that hadn't lost more than two games in like a decade Mm -hmm. since riley took over for stoops also by the way another thing in which the situation is quite unlike the situation coach prime entered 
Coach Prime, of course, inherits a one-win team. And a team that's been terrible in the Power Five for the last decade, with the exception of 2015. So that's where they're most unlike each other. And Venables wants to talk about habits in the classroom and stuff? Bro, Oklahoma was a good program when you came over. They <laughs> suck now. What are you talking about? Of course. Oh, and oh, but now after talking shit about Coach Prime, let me mention we just brought in 63 new guys. <laughs> what? The hypocrisy is outstanding. Holy cow. It's hilarious. What an insane thing to say. Not like the entirety of that quote is banana stupid. My favorite part's the first part. I gave guys 12 months of grace. What'd that get you, bro? <coughs> Oklahoma's worst season since 1999? Congratulations. Way to hold on. Now you're trying to figure it out? Come on, man. It's hilarious. It's just insane to compare the two situations, compare that first season at Oklahoma, compare what he inherited. Like to act like, oh, yeah, we had all these bad. <laughs> no, you didn't. This was a perennial 10 win team. What are you talking about? Yep. You just turned out a, a bunch of talent to the NFL, even in this one year where you couldn't win games. Six wins is the fewest for an Oklahoma Sooners football team. Since 1999, Bob Stoops' first season. And this guy saying, well, I gave him 12 months. Good job, Brent. Um, good job, man. But good, good thing you threw Coach Prime in your quote, <laughs> so now it can go viral and we can roast you because it's just moronic to talk about. To compare the two situations is absolutely insane. And then it turns out he's done the exact same thing. Yep. He just wasn't up to the task year one to get that right. Right. Coach Prime, I've seen videos where he's telling his team, he's telling his staff, I need urgency now. Not tomorrow, today. We need to figure this out right now because he knows the standards aren't right. He talks about to those players. He knows, you know, Venables, nice that he had this grace period. It must be nice to be a coach like that. Coach Prime doesn't have that grace period, man, because everyone cannot wait to jump on his ass the second he's perceived to do something wrong, not even done something wrong. Right. So just, oh, God forbid he loses some games. So just wait till everyone comes out to talk smack about him. He doesn't have that buffer. He doesn't have that grace period that Venables has. He's got to get this right immediately. Yep. It's hilarious. It's a pattern we've seen all summer. Pac-12, not even Pac-12. over the top. Just coaches and people around the country, you know, not even just coaches, analysts, people in the media just freely take shots at this team without even understanding in the slightest what is going on here at Colorado, how desperate they were for a complete rebuild, how much the team needed it. They were devoid of talent. Look at where these guys were landing yep. that left the team in the portal yep. right now. And how many of them are uncommitted still? It's crazy. It's amazing that all that gets so lost in this. Meanwhile, the coach of fucking OU is out here throwing shots at a 1-11 team. You know what that tells me? Dre, they see what's going on. Well, and they're losing out recruiting battles is That's, what's really happening. Yes. What I mean, happened in the this portal? This is said for the recruits, right? For what happened in the portal, and this yeah. is kind of, uh, I guess, where it stemmed from, is Brent Venable's 
I guess, feels like Colorado, I mean, they beat out OU for some players in the portal, and he yeah. was salty. That's really where this is coming from. Yeah. You lost again. Congrats. Well, and it's just like, boy, I wonder why. Like, yeah, Coach Prime is sincere. He establishes expectations. He's honest with you. He's straight up. Venables, you know, just one of these other guys, snake oil salesmen, just trying to sell you BS, trying to change perception when they're doing the exact same shit they've all been doing forever. Right. That comment from Zion. Could you all imagine Prime coming in year one with a loaded team like OU? If Coach Prime was hired at a job like Auburn that was talked about, a job like Cincinnati that was talked about, and then he brings over Shador, then he brings over Travis, Tyler Brown. Right. He attacks the portal with the right. intensity that he attacked it here at Colorado. We're legitimately talking about teams that could be competing for conference titles. He took over a 1-11 team with nothing. They kept like 10 players, including walk-ons, from last year's roster on this team. It's not even apples to oranges. It's a different like universe comparison, what we're talking about here. Yeah, and I mean, as Louise points out, I mean, you know, there's there's certainly always those undertones with any of this Coach Prime, um, you know, slander that occurs. But I think it's it all comes from how threatened they are that this, uh, you know, this coach can speak to players and recruits in such a sincere honest way and be so relatable and such an interesting situation at a program that won one game mm -hmm. and he's beaten out venables and uh boomer sooner now right just wait yeah wait till it gets rolling just wait you think it's bad now just wait why do you think coaches feel so comfortable taking shots at cu and coach prime because it's new there's not a a track record of success outside the, you know, Jackson State. Right. It's <laughs> because they're scared. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if there's some underlying tones, too. Oh, there is 100%. As what Coach Prime's <clears throat> faced since, I don't know, he was 18 going through yep. it at Florida yep. State as he ascended through college and into the NFL. It's something he's probably dealt with his entire life. And coaches are uncomfortable, I think. With him coming in, who he is, where he's from, and dominating college football. Yeah. They're scared of that possibility. Yeah, I mean, and there are all sorts of things that are different about Coach Prime. A, that he was a superstar player. Mm -hmm. Just don't see that often. Um, and, you know, there's always gatekeeping in these kind of things like coaching where it's like, oh, he can't come in and do my job. I've done this, that, and the other, and right. come up through these ranks, and blah, 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 but there's no rules to that. No. Not at all. Coach Prime followed the rules, too, also. Absolutely. Show me a violation. Everyone's recruiting out there in the portal. Everyone's throwing bags around. Everyone's making promises they can't keep. Meanwhile, Coach Prime is just saying, look, man, I'm going to coach you up. I'm going to teach you how to become a man. You're going to play with some other good players. And we're just going to do our thing. Yep. Straight up, man. And I think, I think that's truly the scariest thing. It is. Is he can do this without selling any BS. That's what, this goes back to the signing day conference. 
when he was asked, you know, what are you selling to these recruits? We don't got to sell anything. This place kind of sells itself, honestly. Yeah. And now that we're here, why wouldn't you want to come here? That's the message. That's always been the message. And uh, we're going to keep seeing stuff like this probably as long as Coach Prime is coaching in college football. Not even CU. Beyond that. I hope that as more are able to see, A, how he's actually doing it, and B, we start to see some success on the field that coaches like this get roasted for saying this kind of stuff and we don't just put up with it. Right. That really is my hope. All right. That was a quite a start to the pod, wasn't it? Boy, <laughs> if I thought Venables uh, wasn't handling this OU start of his tenure before sure think that now yep all right um uh, next thing i want to talk about i talked to darian hagan yesterday legend uh he is a legend of course um they are holding a buffs for life and darian hagan are hosting an event this saturday we're of course going to be at pac 12 media day i would be there if i didn't have media day this week um, it's in honor of his son, Devon Levi Hagen, who uh, fell to suicide many years ago. They're honoring many buffs out there and buffs for life, just kind of getting it rolling with yeah. this NIL collective. Uh, they're showcasing the players. I think there's going to be more than 30 players of the football team out there. Uh, the whole women's basketball team, eight to 10, I think, basketball players and a former Harlem Globetrotter is going to be there at this charity basketball oh, game. Um, That's awesome. So if you guys want to go to that, check out Bus for Life on a, in, on a Twitter. But I also spoke to him about the team, about what's going on with Coach Prime. Obviously, Coach Hagen kind of shifting gears after being running backs coach at CU for so long. Now he's just football ambassador, you know, engaged in community outreach, which is what's going on this weekend. But I asked him about the change that he's going through. Uh, the change that CU's gone through, specifically from Coach Prime, he said, I think the changes that he's done are pretty remarkable. He's done an admirable job of putting his vision in front of what he wants to attain and what he wants to see from the University of Colorado. I think it's going to be a great fit. I tell people all the time, we haven't had this type of excitement since I played when Coach McCartney was in charge. Yeah. Um, I spoke to him about the backfield. Obviously, was the running backs coach last year. Um, Anthony Hankerson was a guy he talked up a ton in the lead up to last offseason. Said that he his running style reminds him of Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Oh. Um, short back, low to the ground. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot of that for sure. I asked him about Ultimate Caskill. He raved about his strength, his all around ability. He also unprompted brought up Kavastier's smoke. He loves this whole running back room. Love that. Uh, went back to Anthony Hankerson, just talking about how much he loves that kid. Wouldn't be surprised to see him have a very impactful year. Um, <coughs> and named him in the top three running back rotation. So after that, I was like, well, what about Dylan? What do you see in him? Um, mentioned that, of course, he's got world-class speed. I asked him if he's ever seen a running back th uh, that fast. He said, yeah, I played with him. He was number two. His name was J.J. Flanagan. Another guy who yeah. was reportedly running four twos in college. Crazy. He was the Buffs' leading rusher in 1989. Him and uh, Hagen both went over 1,000 yards that season before they went on to win the national championship. Wow. Um, I love what he said about Dylan. He said, Dylan's a joy to be around. He always has a smile on his face. He has a purpose. I think that his first year 
They'll try to get him touches in space, but I'm looking forward to seeing all those guys do a really good job this season. He is 100% bought in on this backfield and feels like they're capable of doing some special, special things this year. It's awesome, man. I think we're all really excited about that backfield. For sure. And it's not just the top two guys, you know, no, who, I mean, go without saying, are very excited. Right. Um, Gearhead throwing out some love for Hankerson in the chat. And I've been trying to let people know, man, I think the spring game was a glimpse of what's to come this season. A very heavy running back rotation, but also a lot of Anthony Hankerson. That guy is a tough runner, low to the ground. He's a Florida kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's not to like about him? It's look great in that scrimmage I was at. Um, and then Sean Lewis's offense, you know, I think they'll run the ball a lot and there'll be just a lot of room for a lot of different types of runners, you know? For sure. Yeah, 100%. Big so I'm publishing this article uh, later today, so you can uh, check this out Sounds very shortly brother. at the dmbr.com. Yes, check it out. All right, real quick, shout out to our friends over at Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead. It's a pretty nice day out here in Denver. It's gorgeous, man. Let me know where you're at in the chat. Uh, Hopefully you guys are having a sunny, beautiful day as well. Shady Rays have a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics. Every pair backed by their lost and broken replacements. Even if you don't like the pair that you get in the first 30 days, you can send them back. Shady Rays will replace them. No questions asked. Shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall or go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DMVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself. The shade's rated by rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And then Shador's number two barbecue. Woo! Um, I'm not going to reveal our... Pac-12 media day plans, but you saw them. Incredible. Just wait. Uh, I think we're going to try and do something with Shador's number two out there, though. See uh, if we can get more people on the bandwagon. Oh, wow. (laughs) This sounds incredible. Yeah. Uh, It's grilling season. Make sure you have some Shador's number two ready wherever you are. You can go to plbse.com. Use the code ALLCITY, all caps, all in word at checkout. You'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two. All right. Um, We'll play buy or sell. Uh, Brent Yormack, the Big 12 commissioner, of course, spoke at Media Day last uh, week. Brian Howell was out there for Colorado covering it. Um, He got some great quotes from some TCU players, and it was just interesting that he was out there. Yeah. Uh, You read anything into that? Uh, Stay tuned. Love that. Love that so, <laughs> Brett Yormack um, was asked about, you know, obviously the future of the Big 12 and what's going on and their realignment plans. He said, I do think there's strength in numbers, but I also said we're not chasing a number. If and when the opportunity presents itself to stay at 14, we'll pursue it. Um, he continued, obviously, there's a lot of different routes you can take with expansion. We have a plan, but as it relates to any school that's non-Power 5, uh, if they create value and they align well with our goals and objectives, it's a conversation we'll consider having. Right. Obviously, CU. they just added a bunch of non-Power right. 5 teams. And the rumor is interested in UConn and Gonzaga, other non-Power 5 teams. So, 
you want to definitely say that to, to make that point. That's for sure. He also said the Big 12, quote, has a plan and that hopefully we can execute that plan sooner than later. Yes. Um, talking again about expansion in general, I feel like I've been talking about expansion for a year now. When I said we're open for business last year, I think people took that as, my God, this guy's new and he wants to go in and disrupt, I guess in some respects. But indicative of my opening comments today, open for business was that we were going to explore every and all possibilities to grow revenue, to diversify our conference, and to do things that haven't been done before. And we did a lot of that. Um, that's pretty much it. I think he was asked about Colorado specifically, kind of gave a vague answer. But we're just getting started because Commissioner Kolovkov of the Pac-12 is going to have some questions to answer this week. And uh, that's for sure. Hopefully we get some answers. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely open for business. I do think it's interesting. He's not hunting a number. Like he's not just trying to get to 16 or 20, but it's with the right schools. I do think you want to be careful about not adding too many G5 teams right now, because I think there will be quite a few power five teams available to you sooner rather than later yep <coughs> so stay tuned just getting Excuse started dcb yeah. was asking if the chat ran me off from friday i'm still here it takes still a lot here. more than that to run me off that's right that's right guess you guys didn't like his rankings huh it is what it is do we want to get into it right now i was laughing that um such a great like career achievement to get these preseason rankings. Yeah, can't <laughs> have the chat just roast you. Then I get shit on. It's kind of epic, you know. I'll just say this. Yeah. <laughs> these were Pac-12 rankings. Yeah. I feel like I've been very consistent on this show, and I only try to come on this show and say the truth. Uh -huh. I think they can compete in non-conference. I think they can go 2-1 and one or 3-0 and oh in non-conference. Yeah. So that means finishing 8th in the Pac-12, if you win 3 or 4 games, that is 6 or 7 wins, which I've consistently said, I think this team can get to 6 or 7 wins and get to a bowl game. Yeah. The ranking fell in line with what I've been saying this entire time I've been on this set. And I think it really comes down to... There's kind of a consensus top four. USC, Utah in the south, Washington, Oregon in the north. And then it's a, it's a jumble for that next four with Arizona, Oregon State, UCLA, Buffs, all in that mix. Right. And you I'm will, sorry. You know, because it's such a new thing, you put the Buffs lowest of that second tier. <laughs> and uh, that can happen. I get it. <laughs> the chat doesn't like it though whatever man I've said the same thing this <laughs> entire time and I'm sorry if I was a little pessimistic in my rankings but uh, if you're calling me a hater or you think that I'm not bought in then you haven't been watching this show yeah and uh, you know they are your rankings so ultimately that's all that matters right that is let's play by yourself um, we've got some fun topics. Today. Yeah, let's do it. We'll talk about realignment. We'll talk about draft status. Okay. Love this. Sounds right up my alley. 
It is right up your alley. Um, give me a minute. I'm still all right. We're oh, ready. No. Are you ready, Alyssa? Yeah. By yourself, the Big Twelve has a power conference in 2030. Obviously, they've added the four teams. CU's next up. Um, you know, Arizona is a team that gets thrown around a lot too. Yeah, the four corner schools from the Pac-12. Yep. Plenty of Mountain West flirtations over the years. Yes, I believe the Pac-12 maintains its power conference status. I think one of their keys is doing so in basketball, first and foremost, with the schools they're attracting, and then being able to uh, still maintain that in football. I'm buying it 100%. You nailed it. And I think that, you know, we are obviously are headed towards the power two, but I think the Big 12 could really make things difficult. And I think there, it just takes one team. You know, we talk about Colorado and Arizona a lot. What happens with the ACC? If they can get a Titan from the ACC, all of a sudden, you're pretty real. Yeah, the ACC is the big one, man. Really big one. Yeah. Um, but still, I... For a six-month stretch last year, I did think we were kind of transitioning into being a power two, mm-hmm. and it basically just being the SEC and Big Ten being like 20-team conferences. That's just being it. I think the Big 12 has a path. Yep. And I think they will be able to stay there. And even if it happens when that ACC TV contract runs out, those teams will play a big part in kind of the shift to power and how ultimately these power conferences settle in and how many there are. Right. Um, just they're in a, such a better position. You know, barring a Pac-12 ACC merger or something like spectacular like that, they're next in line after the SEC and Big Ten, I think, you know, five years down the line when we kind of reach the next round of realignment. Yeah. Drico asking if we've talked about Brent Venables. Just to rewind the show just yep, a little, Drico. Right off the top. En- I think you'll enjoy. Um, next one. Buy or sell. Shador Sanders declares for the 2024 NFL draft. He does have two years of eligibility. S- Obviously, threw 40 touchdowns, had six rushing last year. Um, I'm selling. I think he has a good enough season to do so. Um, but his father is entering his second year as the head coach. And I think they just run it back one more year and, uh, look forward to a 2024 draft or 2025 draft class. That's going to be weaker at quarterback and potentially allow Shadur to be drafted even higher than his father was. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of torn here, and I think I'm going to sell as well. I don't know if that's just kind of my heart because I want Shador to stay another year. I know. Are you a hater because you're saying sell? Oh, of course I am. (laughs) Um, But I think that Shador kind of wants to ride this out with Coach Prime a bit, too. I do, too. too. I do, too. And, you know, Shiloh, I think this is his last year. Yeah. Um, There's a pathway for Shador to declare for sure. Obviously, if he has a fantastic year. 100%. And, you know, it's like Caleb Williams, then Shador Sanders is the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12, then why not? But um, I think if he came back another year, this team would only be better uh, in terms of the talent that they have coming in. And I think he would be better and maybe 
position himself to be a top 16 draft pick. I think there'll be some legit first round buzz, man. Um, you know, this is like guys like Michael Penix had that kind of buzz and decided to stay in school. Right. Yeah. Um, so that like I think his season will be good enough to where there's some real buzz and consideration. And this is a conversation. But I think ultimately he stays because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yep. I agree. All right. Next one. Buy or sell, Dre. USC as the 2023 Pac-12 Conference champs. I'm selling it. I'm big on Lincoln Riley. I'm big on Caleb Williams. I just... Feels like a bit of a year two hangover. Um, Caleb, we've seen this time after time where that top prospect coming into the season underwhelms a little. Stuff's in your head, you know, what have you. Um... And, yeah, it's a loaded conference, man. I think it's going to be a tough one to win. And I'm skeptical about that USC defense. And, yeah, I think uh, Washington and Utah are my faves. I'm coming around a bit. I'm going to buy this. I do think that they have so much talent that it's just going to be. They do. Offensively, they're a monster. I'm not going to say inevitable, but they're just going to be so explosive offensively. Mm. I think they have the talent to kind of make it work defensively. I don't think they're going to be great defensively, but they have short up the trenches. You got some great DBs. And, I mean, we said this last year, of course, too. Um, But I think that last year was just really the start for Lincoln Riley, and this year might be the best that we've seen from him since that, that Baker Mayfield team that went to the CFP. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be in the conversation. Hmm. All right, next one. Related to the schedule, fire cell, Dre. Colorado will upset at least one of USC, Oregon, Oregon State, or Utah this season. A quote-unquote statement Pac-12 conference win. I'm going to buy this. I think this does happen. I think... Second half of the season is where we'll start to see some of this stuff humming. Um, Oregon State would be a home game, as would USC. Those two road games feel pretty tough at Oregon, at Utah. Yep. But yeah, I think they can pull off one of those home upsets against the Beavers or against uh, the Trojans. Honestly, they might be favorites against the Beavers coming into that game. If you had to pick one, which one do you pick? Oregon State. I'm going to buy as well. Um, and I think two two theories of thought here. I could see them being, you know, we talk about how do you scout this team early on? Um, because, I mean, let's be real. They don't really even know what they're going to do yet um, until they get on the field in fall camp here. Yeah. And I think that could play into their advantage against, you know, USC and Oregon early on where you kind of build up to that game or one of those games and then you unleash um, whatever you've been holding back. Mm -hmm. Or later in the year against Oregon State, against Utah, 
the team is just in a much better spot than they were to start the year. Maybe they start off a little rough. They kind of just have to figure out some positions, who's going to play where. Right. And they just get it rolling. And that's kind of when the statement win comes. So I'm buying. I mean, I like it. I think they've got a good chance. I think they'll be a tough out for anyone in the conference. I think so, too. Um, last one. 2023 will be the Pac-12 strongest season yet. Buy or sell? Wow. In terms of when you look Man. at the end of the season and you go back and look at all the standings and you look at the top 25 rankings, you look at the New Year's Six, and you go, you know what? The Pac-12 was legitimately the second best conference this season. There was that one season, it might have been 2015, where like every team in the Pac-12 South was ranked in the top 25, except right. for Arizona, who was just like a complete doormat. Um, wow. No. I think it'll be slightly worse than some of those better years we've seen. I'm going to buy I believe in the, the quarterback conference. I believe that, you know, that's going to be the reason why Colorado's much better is yeah, the new and improved yeah, quarterback. Certainly. Um, you know, people are already joking about what, how I feel about Oregon State. I think they're going to be coming up. Yeah. I mean, look at Oregon and Bo Nix. Last year was very impressive compared to what he was at Auburn. Yeah, I'm oddly selling myself on Bo Nix. Um, and then Cam Rising. I mean, this guy probably would have been... Drafted, I don't know, this top, top 100? Yeah. Too rich? I you mean, said top, top 25? 50, top 50-ish range. This guy's coming back to top school. Two rounds. Yeah. They're going to be lethal, and I think that in non-conference this year, they'll make a statement, and eventually they will make statements in their bowl games and could have probably the greatest representation of bowl games if non-conference goes ideally. I think the conference's top four, even top five, could be the best it's been. Actually, it might be the most well-rounded the conference has been in a really long time. I'll give you that. Going out with a bang. At the end of the day, we might have had like some more higher-end blue-chip, like real national title contenders, and some other years where like the ranked teams were a smidge better. Because I think all these teams do have some question marks, you know? Right. Um, but no, I mean it's right there. You really had me thinking on that by yourself for sure. That was fun. Yeah. Well done, Good Dre. Stuff. Well Good done. Good stuff, Jake. Well, Guys, way to put that together. Thank you. Get your questions in now. We will get to them very, very shortly. Oh, yeah. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music, on Spotify, or Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Let's go. Subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Smash that thumbs up button. Yes, please do. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Our beer of the month here at the DMVR bar is the Palisade Peach. Ooh. I will say, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely in the upper half. It's up there towards meaning my uh, favorite Breck brew. Oh, man. How high do you rank it? I'm, uh, I'm pretty big on some of the fruity ones. So it's, uh, it's locked in top five. It's pushing for yep. top three. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, but Breckenridge Brewery has a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew. 
They've been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to the love and passion for making good beer. You can try out some of our favorites. Mountain Beach Sour, the Avalanche Amber Ale, Vanilla Porter Jr., Broncos Country Pale Ale. We got tons of that on tap here at the DMVR bar. I saw Alpine Sports Garage was here. Um, I can't remember if it was yesterday or Saturday. Uh huh. But he was out here hanging out at the bar. Uh, hope he enjoyed his brew. Love that. To find some Breckenridge Brewery near you, check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com. And then shout out to Bacchus and Shanker. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bacchus and Shanker. Our guys. Win for Colorado families. They've been doing so for more than 25 years. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case and no fees. Unless they win your case and win money for you. They have won over $1 billion for their clients and have neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Smash that Shador line. 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus yep. and Shanker wins. Boom. All right. What's up, guys? What do you want to talk about today? Lots uh, lots popping for your love for the beavers, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Lionel, uh, do you believe they were they are afraid of Prime or they don't know how to prepare for them? Both. They don't know how to prepare for this team. Sonny Dyke straight up said that last week. Yeah. And I think they're scared of what's to come. What is building in Boulder right now? I mean, it's a lot of talent that's being assembled. It's a legit quarterback. It's a line with real size. It's a very, very promising play caller and a lot of speed at the skill positions. Yep. Like, you know all that, but then you don't know how to line up. That's going to scare you right there. Plain and simple. They are scared. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Ryan. Submitting my same monthly question for the boys. When do we get Zisk on the pod? The show's fan base needs it, and I miss his voice. We can work on Great that. question right there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. preseason Zisk? Yeah. Got to get Ryan to <laughs> yeah. to reach out. Yeah, make it happen, man. We can make that happen. Absolutely. Um, What else do we got? Big ZD. What are y'all's take on the retooled offensive line? Will Shador and running backs have protection? I feel good about where we are with this offensive line. I think they've brought in plenty of experience. So a lot plenty of depth. Plenty of size, depth, yep. as you said. Um. These guys have some nastiness to them, too. Mm -hmm. Pretty I think, good athletes across the board. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm really encouraged by what I saw. And even last year, you know, a lot of guys moved on from last year's team, of course, and including the offensive line. They weren't that bad on the offensive line last year. Right. So well, I'm feeling okay. Huh? Were they not they, that bad? They weren't. That was a saving grace of the team last year, huh? Honestly, if they actually had a quarterback that could deliver the football, I think they could have been much more explosive offensively. No, you're kind of right. And they had some legit size and stuff, too. Yeah. I do worry about do they have enough, like, athleticism to be on the move and have those polling guards with all the misdirection Sean Lewis likes to run. You mm -hmm. know? Um, but the experience is there, man. Experience, length, strength, athleticism, it's all there. But it's more, yeah. In, in between, how can you do that? Right. 
Uh, Luis says, is, says if Zisk is getting airtime, your boy Luis needs to be getting in to spit some knowledge in the studio as well. Um, I'll tell you guys, we're having, we haven't finished it yet, but we're having some sort of event uh, here at the DMVR bar that will involve a live show. Let's and go. I hope you guys come and hang out Let's for. Let's go. Yes, that's I think gonna it's be amazing, man. Middle of Augustish, towards the beginning of Augustish. Stay tuned to this pod, and we'll let Jake you know. on social. He'll let, yeah, we'll let you know. MLN, how can the Pac-12 even host a media day sans media deal? <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest contradiction in sports right now. It's inexcusable. Why are these ex- execs still on payroll if they can't cut a deal? I think you're gonna see some. Uh, not only some spicy comments, but some spicy questions from the media. And How uh, can you not? I think uh, it's going to be a fireworks show in some regards. Yeah, I mean, MLN, they're limiting this to one day. All these other conference media days are at least over two days. Mm-hmm. They're trying to limit the media exposure as much as they possibly can. <laughs> But, like, you could only wait so long. Eventually, this day was going to come. Eventually, you were going to have to answer these questions. Yep. And, like, it's been months where this deal hasn't come through. And uh, what do you expect? Months. It's been a year plus. Well, but, I mean, months since that, like, deadline. Like, anything should be coming. Then it's like, well, nothing but crickets. So. Uh, What else we got? Monty, Jake, you said that C won't do good in conference, but then also said Shador's behind Caleb Williams. Brother. Um, I said Caleb Williams. So Shador could end the season as like the second best quarterback in the Pac-12. Then maybe he would declare. That's what you said. You were speaking in hypotheticals there. Yes. (coughs) And then, I mean, so what you said, you think they could do good out of conference. And then in conference, we're talking like 500 ball. Three or four wins. How is that not like that's competitive? I'm over it. <laughs> oh, it's too good. The H family on the last well off uh, video. It looks like uh, oh. Bucky won't be able to show one on ones anymore. Oh, man. Any insight as to why this is the case? Also, um, did you see Shador working out with Russell Wilson at Folsom Field? Yes, I did. Uh, we have that video too, Alyssa, if you want to show that. Um, they're just working out on the field. But uh, I saw another picture, I think Neely posted, of Coach Prime and Russ chopping it up after that's everything great. was all said and done. Love it. Um, but to answer your question about the one-on-ones, that's interesting. Um, and I think we may see some other small similar changes like that kind of moving forward uh-huh. um, just as we get into season and, you yeah. know availability and things are kind of just being more kept under wraps because we're getting into it now. It's less just summer conditioning and more like we're starting to actually practice some of our technique and schematic stuff that you don't want to give away to opponents. Right. There it is. There's Shador. Um, There's his quarterback coach. Um, Man, I keep on forgetting his name from Select QB, Uh, but that's Shador's personal coach there. Yeah. That's Russ in the orange shorts. Um, I don't know what the Broncos were doing out there. They're just kind of like little off-season kind of throw-around session. I honestly kind of wondered when this would start. We haven't seen a ton of like Broncos buffs crossover Mm -hmm. since Prime's come. Right. Uh, So I'm intrigued to see more of this. I think this is cool. We need more of this for sure, though. Yep. 
Like oh, just, who is that? Oh, I wish we could go back. It's all good. But yeah, that's cool. And more evidence of Shador just working with pros. I mean, he's set up to succeed so far into his football career. Uh, yeah, no doubt about that, man. Big LT. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on NCAA and other programs trying to stop uh, well-off media and the hype? Um, I mean, I think this is kind of related to the question that was just asked. But, you know, not only is Coach Prime changing the game, Bucky's changing the game in terms of how you promote a university, how you promote your players, uh, how you promote just the lifestyle. I mean, you can 100%. go on a visit and you can meet with the coaches and stuff, but to see the guys, you know, in day-to-day life just hanging out, I think that's almost invaluable. Well, and it's cutting through yet another of these misperceptions and kind of fugazi-like thinking that is in college football of like, oh, we got to limit access. We got to limit the camera time for the kids. Everyone needs to be humble. Everyone just needs to be a faceless, like team, 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 no individualism. But then it's like, no, we want to know these personalities. We want to highlight these people. We want to show you stuff behind the scenes. There's not... There's not a bunch to hide outside of some one-on-ones and some stuff on the field. You can be an open book, you know? Right. It's where you're changing the game because all this stuff has been so secretive and hush-hush. And, you know, the people like us who are in the biz or, you know, I at least get to have convos with you guys of the kind of stuff that happens behind the scenes, you know, for people who've been covering it, you know, from Ryan to everyone else. In my life, the atrocious things you hear behind the scenes. And here it's much more open, much more transparent. There's nothing to hide, man. Yep. And the kids see right through that, man. The kids they do. see that. All of this, who who these coaches are really talking to, who these coaches are really doing this stuff for, it's all for these kids and these recruits. And they see right through it, man. Shout out, Luis. Daryl Colbert Jr., is the the guy who owns like QB well Athletics. Done. Well done, yes. Good job, Luis. I will remember his name at some point, I promise. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it's what's going on in Colorado right now is completely game-changing in all facets. 100%. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, the NCAA or just some changes revolving NIL and all this to try and combat what Colorado's trying to do and be an open program. And I mean, look, uh, changes to NIL and stuff like that, it, it's all going to come. Like, changes are inevitable. We're so early in this iteration of college football. Change is going to come. And I think Coach Prime is merely one of these accelerators, one of these right. people who's really pushing the envelope and forcing you to just not, it's not just plug and play, oh, this is what NIL means, this is how we're doing it. There's a million angles to it, you know, and mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a lot of those being explored by Coach Prime and all that he does, not just on the football side, not just as a man and an orator and how he speaks and communicates with these kids, but all that they do on the social media and YouTube side and the transparency they provide, the kind of camps they're in, you know, the kind of just like hands on as much exposure and communication with these kids as we can possibly get. <laughs> Um, I think college football needs more people like Coach Prime, not less. No doubt, man. This sport is ever-changing, ever-evolving, and combating that is... Um, it'll kill the sport eventually. And it's sure. about the kids. Never forget it's about the kids and the players. 
and they're going to kind of dictate the future and they want to be in an environment like it, what's going on in Colorado. Yeah. It's pretty sure. simple. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. Anything else, Alyssa? Cool. That was fun. It was a blast, man. Let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it again. Um, so it sounds like we're leaving Thursday, so no show Thursday. Okay. Um, but you can expect a ton of content. It's seriously unreal what, what y'all have planned. It's going to be pretty special. Unreal. You want to check it out. You'll want to tune in end of the week. And, uh, if you can't tune in live, you will want to catch up on these shows a hundred percent. So. Excited for it. Maybe let's do it again tomorrow. Let's do it, man. All right. Stay tuned. Sco Buffs? Sco Buffs.